Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. All right. Yeah. Recording to the cloud. These voices are streaming all the way up to the sky and then back down again. Man, I am so excited for this one. I got to get get all adjusted in my seat here. Got to get Thor's hammers ready. Man, this is going to be a good one. Who am I talking to today? Well, you best prepare. If you're sitting down, stand up. If you're standing up, sit down. I have an entrepreneur. I have a digital marketing expert, a speaker, um, a brand management consultant, um, an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur online presence management, social media management, website design, SEO, reputation management, which we may just talk about today. All these things packed into one person. Oh, and he's an army vet. So what can you do? CEO and founder of Smart Business Consulting, Paul Makowitz. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Casey. Really happy to be here, man. Dude, let's go. Let's freaking go. go. So here is Thor's (laughs) hammer. Go ahead and take this thing. You have it? Grab that? Oh, I got it. I got it. You have to actually physically grab this. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. You got it. One-handed, backhanded Thor's hammer. That is a legendary move right there. Dude, take Thor's hammer and smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. Well, uh, one thing I, I greatly appreciate, first off, is the Thor's hammer call out. I am part Viking. My, my kid, we went to a Renaissance fair a week ago, and my kid was dressed as Thor. So... Perfect. Um, that explains how you're able to pick up. This is the actual hammer. It explains how you're able to pick it up with one hand. So casual. Well, that's, that's because uh, I'm worthy. Yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, the one big myth that I would put out there uh, for digital marketers, and I'm, I'm going to keep it pretty general to start because I know we're going to jump in and, and dig a little deeper for things. But one is that uh, that is difficult. You know, so many people look at their digital marketing and, and online presence and see this massive task that, you know, when am I going to find time to post on social or update my website or, uh, you know, even fix business listings, ensure that there's the correct information out there, you know, be yeah. genuine and authentic online. You know, so many people think that there's these massive time constraints around it. But what's fantastic is we're, we live in a world where we have tools that, you know, can reduce the amount of time that you have to spend on this down to, you know, a couple hours a month. Uh, and, and if a couple hours a month is generating you, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of leads and, you know, really portraying your business in a way online, that's going to make people excited about using you excited about getting to know you and things yeah. like that. It's, it's all about tools and processes and systems and, and getting yourself in the right position to really take advantage of this. And so that biggest myth, man, people need to stop complaining about how difficult it is to, to be online and to do what you do, what you have to do out there. It is the number one lead gen source. It's how everybody makes buying decisions now. And if you're not making it a priority and, you know, dedicating a few hours in your calendar, I mean, one or two hours a week is really all you need. And, and you can really have a a strong online presence. That's, that's building up, you know, revenue, you know, it, it, there's a direct correlation between the amount of effort you're going to put in and the revenue you're going to generate. And so you've got to make it a priority. Got it. Got it. Why does this exist? Why, why do we have, you know, why do we get all freaked out when we see this massive to-do list and all these things? Well, I, I think it's, it's a combination of two things. One, it's fear. You know, we live yeah. in a very fear-based society. People are afraid, oh, if I post something on social and it rubs somebody the wrong way, I'm going to get a nasty comment. Or, uh, you know, they think, you know, who am I online? This is one of the big conversations right. I have with, with a lot of my clients. It's like, who are you? And you know, I, I have this one doctor I think about all the time with this because it took us a good like four months for this guy to finally open up and like talk about who he was. He's like, I'm, I'm a holistic uh, doctor. I'm like, great. There's thousands. I do osteopathic medicine. I'm like, great. So do hundreds. Like, what is it about you that makes it, you know, you special? Um, he likes talking about his bedside manner. And I was like, cool. Like we could play with that, but that's like not a, a thing about you. And finally, like we got him to open up about, he likes going with his kids to Harry Potter. Uh, what is it? Hogwarts, a little Harry Potter village. Yeah. And they dress up in their little, uh, in the outfits and get their wands and everything. Sorry, I don't know a whole lot about Harry Potter, so can't really speak to it too much, but, but it's a passion of his. 
And so now we, you know, we, we reframed him a little bit online. So now he's like the Harry Potter doctor, right? It, it's all huh. about, it's all about emotional connections. And if, uh, you know, I get to an Instagram and I see my doctor and in, in the black uh, Harry Potter outfit, wagging his wand with his kid. He's got like, the robes. Yeah. If, if, I, if I'm a Harry Potter fan, like think of that emotional connection I just formed with him yeah. that I didn't have like five minutes ago. Right. Yeah, you know, he's thing. cool then. Right. You can't. I mean, you knew he was a nerd to begin with. He's a doctor, but and you want him to be a nerd. But now now he's a cool one because he's 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 sporting his Hogwarts uh, regalia coming yeah. into the office. That's awesome. And and it's it's not like a difficult thing. But for him, it was this barrier of like, how do I be authentic online? How do I you know show who I am? And it, it took me and, and a few of the guys on my team to literally like drag him there but is this stuff you know, live what's his name uh his name is dr lebeau he is okay. in yeah how do you even spell e- oh l-a oh l-a-b-e-a-u i believe it is okay cool yeah half the pro- trouble is just spelling his name i guess yeah yeah so he <laughs> um but he's a super nice guy and uh you know he was just very reserved about wanting to start putting anything out there i've, I've got a a few attorneys where, you know, what is your value proposition? You know, what are, what sets you apart from those other people? You know, every, a lot of attorneys have big cases, you know, a lot of attorneys do free consultations, but um, I have one that we really highlight is his community involvement. He gives backpacks away to kids for like, he gives over a thousand backpacks to kids going back to school every year. And, you know, by, yeah, by highlighting that those pieces of you online, it's not hard work. It's not, the super difficult thing that you have to do, but it is some, some difficult thinking you have to go through. You really have to like reframe your mind and, and not be fearful about putting that out, out there. So that's, that's one part of it is just eliminate the fear. Stop worrying that somebody might judge you or somebody might comment on it. I mean, we all get, we all get shit posters, you know, happens every day. Um, The second thing is again, the tools and the systems that you have in place. So I use, uh, I use programs like iWorker, you know, to find good graphic designers and, in, in uh, overseas. And, you know, what, one of my graphic designers, she's in Venezuela. Oh she's yeah. Fan- she's fantastic. She's better than anyone I've hired here in the U S um, you know, it, it, obviously it saves me a little bit of cost on, on the graphic design, but I've, I've, Hell yeah. I've had graphic designers on retainer for, you know, three grand a month, four grand a month and, you know, still not getting like the level that I was looking for. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then I reach out and I find this girl and I send her a few projects. I say, Hey, you know, wow me. I said, Here, here's my expectation. My expectation is I want someone to wow me. And if you wow me, you know, I will take great care of you. And, and she really went above and beyond and, you know, was, was really just a rock star from day one. And I never would have found that person if I kept, you know, going through this, like trying this digital marketing or this uh, graphic design company, trying that one, trying to find one on, on Upwork, you know, testing them out. But, uh, I'm a big fan for, for finding people that are passionate about what they do and they excel yeah. at what they do. And it doesn't matter where they are. You know, they don't have to be in the U S they don't have to be, you know, in your local town. You know, we, we live in this, in this awesome digital world now. So with her, I mean, she has saved me, I'd say 20 hours a month or so in having to, you know, micromanage the social media for my clients and, and kind of yeah. take a look at things like that. So you know, finding again, that's just a tool. That's all it is. It's she, she is a cog in the wheel in what we do. And, you know, I'm able to delegate things to her and let, let her run with it and give her a little bit of autonomy and, and introduce her to her client and, and have her listen to me, drag that information out of them. And now I'm able to, you know, step out of that part of my business and, and let that client really be reflected very well by, you know, this person that's in Venezuela that they didn't even realize was a resource. So now, you know, my tools are not just my tools they're my clients tools at that wow. point as well. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that combination of the right people, the right tools. It doesn't have to be that massive thing. And it probably something around not looking at that total list. Like don't look at everything you have to do, you know, like chunk it up into little bits. Do you see a lot? Do you see a lot happening with that? Yeah. So I, I'm a, very strict calendar follower. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this real cool thing called the Re- flow research collective. Hmm. And it's, it's all about, um, no, oh, it's, it's been one of the best investments in my, in my personal organization, my, my personal life and, and balancing, um, you know, I have a new kid. My, my first child was just born in January. So Hell yeah, 
yeah so that's when i was really Cheers. sitting down i was like you know thank you man a little, little bulletproof coffee for you here oh you're gonna need it if you're a brand new dad that's for sure i know little guy's got me running around like crazy already so he's four months old and um you know i had wonderful parents growing up um i'm one of six kids and and i've certainly seen a lot of uh families a lot of kids and it's you know I'll be very frank about it. It's a shitty world that we're raising our kids in a lot right now. You know, not enough parents at home being able to dedicate enough time to them. You know, we're all having to work so much. And so I really got to this point where I was like, how do I manage my life in a way that I can be extremely involved in my child's life? You know, yeah. my wife and I, we, we love hanging out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, lucky, all of the things uh, to have found her in my life. And I got to a point where it's just, you know, I was working. 80 hours a week. And now I've got a son and you know, what do I do? How do I reframe my life? And I, I decided I just had to become more efficient and yeah. be more dedicated to a, to a calendar. So one of the things I, I talk to my team about all day is just calendar worship. If something's on my calendar, I'm doing it. And, you know, I'm not available, you know, finding that, that way to separate myself. And, uh, and luckily my team, you know, they're, uh, they've dealt with me long enough that they know when I say something, I mean it. And that, you know, if, Hey, if you need help on a project, go into my calendar, grab 20 minutes. And if it's in my calendar, it'll happen. But if it's not like, I'm sorry, you gotta, you gotta figure that one out on your own or, uh, you know, shoot me an email and I'll, I'll look at it during my email time. Yeah. But, but just like you're talking about, you know, having, um, some regimented time. One of the things I do with my clients during the onboarding time is I, so we'll do an onboarding call. And then I tell them, okay, either tomorrow or the next day, I need you to put an hour block in your calendar. And during that hour block, I'm sending you the homework. I need, you know, access to your website. I need access to your hosting. I need, you know, logins for all your social. We, we try to get all of that on the onboarding call. Yeah. But during that, obviously we're finding all these holes that they have, you know, maybe um, their business listings are incomplete. So I'll send them like a full breakdown. Hey, I need to know hours of operation. I need to know your, your short description, your long description, mottos, color codes, logos, da, da. So there's, there's a lot of things that go with your online presence. But again, if, if you have a, a system, then, you know, I could plug our eBrand dashboard because I think it's one of the best out there as far as uh, managing, you know, business listings, reputation, social, uh, your paid ads, even like it, it's, it's this one tool that I really wanted to build because I'd been with other digital marketing companies for years. And I saw this just, uh, you know, we weren't placing enough options in the client's hand mm. to say, hey, like this is a two- this is a two-way street. Um, yes, we are really, really, really good at what we do. And we are going to direct you in the right direction. And we're going to do it efficiently and timely. And we're going to hit all of our goals and everything. But I need you. Like without that information, without being able to pull out that this doctor likes Harry Potter, yeah. you know, I can only do so much. Um, so conveying that, yeah, you got to convey that to a client. And um, I mean, I think that's really important when you're hiring a marketing company. Like, are they asking you those type of questions? Are they getting to know you as a business? Can, do you feel like they can properly reflect your brand online and in the light that you want, that's going to elicit emotional response. That's going to drive revenue. Like it, it you got to put those puzzle pieces in place first. And uh, you know, it all comes down again, tools, team, and uh, being very strict about putting things in your calendar. I, I mean, like I said, I'm a big calendar guy. So uh, that's one of the first things I've tell them to do is just put an hour block to get me all this info. Cause if you can have that hour block there and I can have all that info, you know, we, we hit the ground running that time. You know, the, the worst clients are the ones that emails back and forth where they're like, well, Oh, you know, I'll get to it this week. I'm like, when, when will you get to it this week? Like if, if it's, it's my job as, as your marketer, kind of hold your feet to the fire a little bit. You're paying me a lot of money to, to do this. So we want to make sure that we get good results for you. And, and sometimes it takes a little tough love. Yeah, tough love. I mean, that's what that's what that's the magic behind good project management. You know, it's just mm -hmm. hey, let's go, push, push, push. Let's let's make this happen. Uh, sometimes we found that um, with one of my other companies that it was it was just even too much to try to push people. So we decided we were either going to do it with them or for them. And with them is we threw them over our shoulders and we did it and we carried them with us, or we just did it ourselves. It was no longer like oh, you need to do this. It's like nope, I'm taking over. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, you can you can only push so much, but but you got to. That shows you care. Yeah, and and we really do. It's one of one of the values that we 
try to stick to, which is like selfless service and, uh, you know, honor, integrity. I, I kind of drill into my team, the army Corps values, you know, we can go off on a little military rift for a bit, but I think that the, <laughs> the things that you learn in the military really do set you up well to be a manager and to be a business owner. And, uh, with that, you know, the project management side, my life really improved as soon as I hired an executive assistant and I, you know, was able to offload things like email, calendar management, things like that. Um, and one of the big things was empowering my team to really function as a team in our project management tool. We use monday.com for everything. So, but it, it was, it was a really big day when I was like, it is not my job to create tasks in here. <laughs> it Go is ahead. my job to make sure that you guys are creating your tasks and you're assigning, you know, like if you need graphic design, assign it to Maria. If you need this, assign it to Christian. If you need this, like, you know, we're, we, we've got all these great team members in place and having the, again, it's all comes back to tools and systems and, and having all of those things um, work synergistically. Uh, so our dashboard hooks in directly with say like Google analytics and directly in with uh, your Facebook and your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Google business listing. Uh, so by having the right tool and that integration in there, you click five buttons and your social media posts just went out to eight different sites, right? Uh, that's a, an amazing tool, which just saves you a ton of time. Ton of time. And uh, yeah, and it, it took just a bunch of developers developing API integrations and, you know, push and pulling data back and forth. But uh I do something very similar with my, with my calendar um, and monday.com. Like it, uh, if I email one particular email address, it shows up in my calendar. It creates a task in Monday. It notifies the right people. Da, da, da. Yeah. So yeah, finding, finding those efficiencies in, in uh, really in like the operation side, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's really fun, you know, to just see, Hey, I'm at, you know, point a, I got to get to point F how do I skip C D E real quick and like, yeah. you know, figure something out. It's, it's fun. It's like a giant puzzle constantly. It, it is definitely, I mean, there's so many puzzles out there to solve. It sounds like you're, you're like a puzzle solver. So one of the things you mentioned was, um, you know, people thinking about how they're presented, even that doctor, you know, I, probably nervous to present himself out there as anything other than a serious doctor. You talk to me about reputation management. What's the deal? How, how, how do you keep yourself on the straight and narrow, but then also if crazy things happen, how do you, how do you clean that up? Yeah. And it's really a, a mental shift that business owners need to change. Uh, and it's very practical. It's very logical too. Uh, especially, so say the high-end clients that I deal with more doctors, attorneys, if I look at a law firm's website and I see, you know, seven reviews and you know, there are 4.2 out of five and everything like that, like they think that's fine. Right. And yeah, if you want to live in a world of fine, sure. You know, if good enough is, is going to build you the business that you, you know, dreamed right. of it, it, good enough is going to be worth all of that time and effort you went in, you put into to building a business. You know, you're, you're probably not an ideal client for us, unless I can see a little spark in you that I, that I feel like I can, I can light and I can get your ass in gear. But, uh, but the, if you're not answering reviews, you're really just like shitting all over your business. If you're not proactively reaching out to get reviews, you're doing a horrible disservice, not only to you, not only to your employees, but also to the future clients that you'll have. You want to present them with a, with a full, complete picture of what it is like to deal with your law firm to come into your medical facility. You know, and so with reviews, if somebody walked up to you and said like, Hey, I just had a, an amazing experience. This was fantastic. You got me a lot of money. I got in a car accident. It's one of the scariest, worst moments of my life. Uh, oh, yeah. I hate having to deal with legal problems. You came in, you took care of the situation. You guided me through the experience. You know, I highly recommend this guy. You know, if you're that lawyer, you wouldn't just, you know, turn your back, walk away, like not say anything. You, nope. you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect your receptionist to do that. You know, so why are you portraying online that you don't give a shit? You know, if you take the time and actually answer that review in a thoughtful way too. I also, I mean, it's pretty gross too. When you see the thanks for a review response, like, come on, like we, we know that's some canned message. You didn't read it. You don't care. You probably wasn't even you, but right. if you put like a, right. like a, th a thoughtful response out there, like, th thank you so much, Joe. You know, it was, it was wonderful dealing with you. 
you know, we understand that legal situations are very stressful and often some of the most difficult times that people go through. And we're happy to be, you know, a trusted source for anybody that gets into a car accident. You know, if you have any friends and family that are in similar situations, please let us know. We'd be happy to help them out. Yeah. You know, you know, have a, have a great weekend, you know, God bless you and your family. Like however you want to do it, you yeah. know, but night really, and day like, different, right? Night and day, night and day difference. And, and, Digital marketing is all about emotional response, right? It's you are building emotional responses to anybody that interacts or finds your business online. That could be on your Yelp page. That could be on your Google business listing, your social media, and obviously your website. So if the initial interaction that we're having on a business, you know, is going to their Google business listing, say that so many people find that first because that's where you are in maps. That's the first thing that pops up on Google. Totally. So, so many people click on your little red dot. And what does your little red dot tell them immediately? What pictures do you have on your Google business listing? Mm. You know, I, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to read a review or two. And chances are, I'm going to hit worst reviews first. And I'm going to see the shit people say about you. Yeah, I'm going to know. And, I want to know what yeah. went Yeah, what went wrong? What went wrong? And, you know, I'll probably read a, a few good too. And if I read a negative review and there's some guy and he's like shitting all over an attorney or, or a medical practice or anything like that, and there's no response to it, emotionally i'm gonna be like oh okay this guy this guy sucks like that that's it for him huh that's it that's that's who he is right perception right. is reality and so if somebody you know is building the perception for your business and you're not taking control of it it's mind-blowing to me that you are, are that lackadaisical that hands off about caring about your clients which is revenue that is that's why you are in business is for those clients to take care of those people Every law firm I talk to, they say referrals is one of the largest revenue generators that we have. Well, great. Why didn't you ask this guy for a referral who just told the world you're, you're awesome, you know, or, you know, spinning a negative review. You know, we see that negative review and we go, oh, that guy you know, had a horrible experience. If there's no response to it. We're going to assume that guy is right. But if I see a thoughtful response, like, hey, you know, hey, Joe, we're so sorry that you had this experience with us. That's not us. You know, this is a one-off occurrence. Like we're, we didn't call you back and we apologize for it, but we want to make this right. Please contact us at, you know, email us at, you know, whatever that, think of the emotional spin you just put on that. Yeah. I just went from thinking, hey, this law firm sucks to, hey, look how much this law firm cares about this guy. And he's not even a client yet. You know, he had a, a, a phone call that didn't get answered. Maybe he had a bad day, one online, one to bitch and moan about it. But this law firm still cared so much about ensuring that this guy had the right uh, perception of them as a business, that they took time out of their day to answer this review and to tell them we want to fix this problem. You've completely flipped the script on, totally what that, on what that review. Yeah. What that review could mean. And then maybe the guy does get in contact with you and he goes, Oh, all right. So maybe these guys just missed my phone call and you know, maybe they get rid of the review or maybe they amend the review. They change that to a five-star, you know? So reputation management is it's an effort game. For one, again, if you have the right tools and systems in place, you know, you can mitigate the amount of effort that you have to put into it. But when you want to talk about just low hanging fruit on how to, <laughs> how to build your business and to, to drive those emotional connections with people, it's, it's really the best way out there. Um, one of the, one of the analogies I, I use a lot, uh, cause I used to be a golfer. Uh, I was a pro golfer for two years. What? greatest career ever just could not make enough money a pro golfer oh, what is yeah, what does so, that even actually mean You're so right. I, I passed the pga player ability test and okay. i became a pga apprentice and i was the director of outside services for a golf course in outside of atlanta in uh coming georgia yeah so uh i was running tournaments giving lessons all day entering tournaments every now and then that i could try to qualify for I was a very good golfer and probably still the best golfer of all my buddies. Never good enough to play on Sundays, but you know, it, it is what yeah, it is. But right. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a great, uh, great career for, it was the first job I did after I got out of the military. Um, how I got involved in it actually was, uh, I was always played a little bit of golf growing up and just enjoyed it. It was never that good. Uh, and in the military, I had hernia surgery. And so I was doing, uh, doing PT, doing medical PT, with my sergeant and he was a big golf fan. So we would walk over to the golf course and uh, as we were starting to be able to jog and run and everything, we'd play speed golf. So uh, you took your, th your three wood, your seven iron and a putter. Right. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. All teed off at the same time. You ripped it and then you ran to your ball and you hit, and it wasn't how many strokes it took it was how fast you, uh, how fast you got it in the hole. 
And uh, no, I had a, an aptitude for golf. Um, I was always an athletic guy. So uh, when I got out of the military, I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm, I'm going to go try and be a golf pro. Let's see how this goes. Why not? Right. Yeah. So uh, I use a lot of golf analogies, especially my clients being attorneys and doctors. A lot of them play. Uh, I work golf into a lot of what we do. Our packages are the par package, birdie package, eagle package. Oh, that's you know, cool. Depend, yeah. Depending on like what level of, of uh, um, online presence management you need from us. Uh, but the analogy I use for reviews all the time is it, it comes from my grandfather who uh, he was an awesome guy, World War II vet. You know, wow. he, he had a soft spot in his heart for me because I was being a veteran myself. But him and I, uh, we played golf when I was growing up a bit. And I was a little bit of a hot-headed kid. So uh, I remember hitting a bad shot and I slammed my club on the ground. I was a little pissed. And he looked at me and he's like, you little shit. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I could see it in his eyes. And uh, he just asked me a question. He said, so after you hit your tee shot, you know, what do you have to do? And I was like, you know, I have to go, go hit it. Go hit it again. Like, that's what golf is. You go, go and hit the ball and then you go hit it again. He goes, so if you hit that thing right down the fairway, you just got to go hit it again, right? yeah and he goes if you hit that ball in the rough or off into the woods what do you got to do you gotta go hit it again he's like okay so i guess it doesn't really fucking matter does it because you still have to do you you still have to go be your reaction to what just happened to you and and you say that all the time that you aren't what happens to you in life you are your reaction to what happens to you in life and online reviews is the exact same thing you know you aren't that shitty attorney that somebody just hopped on and and bitched and moaned about for you know, 150 characters, <laughs> you know, you right. are, you are your response to that, you know, and reflecting that online and, and taking that time to do it. It's so good. It's yeah. not, yeah, it's not this huge, overwhelming task. Just be honest, be genuine, answer it, you know, take yeah. that time. You know, it, it's, I just literally experienced this. Um, uh, I have an HP printer and I just learned today that it, it, it won't print because it needs a credit card somewhere out in the cloud to be able to print on my printer. Somebody signed it up for like this instant ink thing. Terrible, terrible. Sucks. Never do it. I'm not going to ever buy an HP again. But I tweeted at them and I said, basically, I'm never going to buy an HP printer again. You guys basically are like scamming me or whatnot. Um, or it feels like it at least, right? And and they wrote back on, you know, on Twitter like, hey, that sucks. You know, you know, you know, follow us back. We'll DM you. We'll try to fix it, whatever. And it just, it just to your exact point, it's like, it doesn't matter who, whether they're, you know, being a Karen or they're just complaining about your shitty printer, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> your reaction is what people are going to look at. And you're totally right, right? People mm -hmm. are crazy on reviews. We all know there are crazy people. So what we're looking for is, did that review sound genuine? And if so, then I can, I can understand why, you know, you're not going to ever have perfect score for all the ratings. Yeah. Yeah. One of the yeah. things uh, that I try to convey to my clients is, as clearly as possible is if somebody leaves you a bad review, chances are they're gone. Most likely you're not going to get that guy back. It's always worth, you know, taking a swing for the fences, try to get him back, try to you know, rectify that situation. But in, in most cases, you know, kind of, you know, fuck that guy. Who cares? What we care about is the next 20,000, 30,000, 100,000 people that are going to see yeah. this review over the next 10, 15 years of your business. And, and what connection they are going to now form from this. So even like negative reviews aren't a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, it brings your, your star rating down a little bit. But if you're getting lots of positive reviews, that doesn't really matter. You know, right. as long as you're not dipping down into that, you know, low fours, um, high threes range, or, or you, you losing that little red or bright orange on Yelp, you know, you don't want to dip down too far. But with that, like you're concentrating on explaining your side of the story and explaining you know, don't turn it into a pissing match, but just acknowledge, explain the little bit, try to solve it real quick. And then the next 20,000, 30,000 people that are going to find you are going to immediately have a different, different perception of you and your business. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, be gracious, be polite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it's, not that, it's really not that hard. And no, I, right? I, that I was would, your original point, right? It's, yeah. it's not that hard. And, and you would be amazed just I mean, you could Google just about any industry and I would say 80% of reviews are not answered. I'd say at least 80%. Really? It's yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, I'd say at least, at least two thirds of the people that I talk to, uh, 
either have, you know, one word or one sentence responses that aren't, you know, doing anything, or they're just not even answering their reviews. Well, somebody like don't even know that the listing exists. I mean, it's, it's pretty it crazy to me, um, especially with COVID and like the, the change in the psychology around how people make buying decisions that happened in the last two years. I mean, everything's online, telemedicine, we have telelegal. I have uh, some clients that they only do uh, only do telemedicine consultations. You know, they're sitting in their house running a business, uh, running a medical, a medical practice. Um, so for, for business owners that, that do have a physical location, uh, to not kind of see the writing on the wall, Hey, if, if we have to decide on an attorney or a doctor or a restaurant or a, a coach or a a consultant or a coaching class or anything like that. We're the mm-hmm. Netflix generation. We're the Amazon generation. We're going to look at stars. We're going to look at reviews. Uh, so, so take care of it. It's, it's your, I baby, always look at right? that stuff. Yeah. Always, always. And, and what's crazy is I'll, I'll ask a client too. I'm like, so what's the last big purchase you made? And he's like, Oh, I bought a car. I'm like, okay, did you research it first? Did you look online? Did you, you know, you're making a, a giant purchase, a giant life decision somebody gets into a car accident and they need an attorney, this is a giant life decision. They are going to do the exact same thing. If I'm, you know, trying to find a new doctor, I'm making a giant change in my life. I'm going to research it. I'm going to look, you know, so why, why would you not take care of those things? Man, I've done it for even socks, <laughs> you know, like good hiking socks. I'm, I'm looking that stuff up. I want to find out. So yeah, that, that's yeah, the world we live in now. And, and people just need to kind of, take accept that hard truth that you know your reputation online is who you are as a business at this point yeah 100 percent, man so killer so so dude who are you who are how do you know all these things yeah military golf take us back in time little you days right did you always know you're gonna be an entrepreneur kicking ass in the army all these things or or what uh i am uh, we'll say the inspirational story for those people that have no clue what they want to do in life. Wow. I, yeah, I, I grew up, I wanted to play in, in the NBA growing up or maybe like a professional wrestler or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> like it, my, my aspirations when I was young was much more about uh, being a cool kid, having girls being fun, you know, living life to the most, you know, I'd let have carpe diem tattooed on my arm. Like it was always about, you, is it really? Is it... Yeah. Oh, no shit. Car- carpe, carpe diem, diem. tattooed on my arm. Damn, it's it's, day, it's pretty faded. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I love dead poet society uh, as oh. a movie when I was, when I was in like high school, Hell yeah. I remember seeing it and, uh, he's the day think, boys. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was, I went to college, um, as a freshman, I changed my major four times. I started out, I believe it was early education, communications, marketing, and then went to general studies, liberal arts, something like that. Like, I obviously had no idea what I wanted to do. And I understood that I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, right. And I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods, selling golf clubs. You know, I, I had a, a passion for it. Right. And, you know, retail is easy job. You know, sit here and talk golf with people all day and polish up some, some golf heads. Uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a cool job. Right. Uh, I met an army recruiter doing it and he was like you know what's your what's your game plan what's your future i'm like man i have no idea i have no no idea dude yeah i got oh perfect i got an idea for you yeah he pulled me right in but also you know my my dad was in the national guard my grandfather was in world war ii so uh, i'm one of six kids i grew up outside buffalo new york um so i'm a diehard buffalo bills fan and um so it kind of hit me uh also, very soon after that, 9-11 happened. And it was kind of a, you know what? Shit, let's, you know, I have no direction right now. I can give up three, four years of my life, uh, right. get some college money, uh, go get the bad guys, go do the thing. Um, so yeah, I enlisted and uh, didn't consult anybody. You know, I was kind of that type of kid. I showed up at my parents' house and was like, hey, I joined the army. I leave in two weeks. It's like, totally. let's throw me a party, you know. See and, you guys later. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's exactly what it was, is jumping on a plane. Um, off to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I was, I was oh artillery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Party. Nice. I was computer operator for field artillery. So like I said, I was the, I was the smart guy blowing things up. Yep. Um, so whenever you needed something to call for fire or anything, you call me, I put into a computer system, make sure that we weren't blowing up anything we weren't supposed to. I uh, spent a little over a year in Iraq back in, let's see, it would have been 2003, 2004. 
time frame. So we were one of the early units in there. Mm-hmm. And I was down in Louisiana, did my time, knew that I wasn't reenlisting and all that. So uh, my entire unit got relocated to Washington State. Wow. I stayed in Louisiana and played opposition forces for the last year and a half I was in. Um, so I grew whatever beard I could at the time. It was like a 20-year-old kid. <laughs> um, and uh, I basically played laser tag for like the last year I was in the service, um, training soldiers that were getting ready to deploy. So that was very cool. Um, I finished that up and I moved to Atlanta and that's where I tried my golf pro years. Uh, ended up working with Dick Sporting Goods, became yeah. uh, finished up college and all that, taking night classes, working every day, hustling, um, yep. hustling, totally. hustling, hustling. Yeah. And eventually I got, I got a little burnt out on retail. I got a little burnt out on being away from family and my grandfather uh, who I was very close with, he passed away. And so mm. I, I moved back to Buffalo, New York for a little bit, Buffalo, Rochester area. One of those things to be like kind of close to home, but not too close to home. Uh, right. so a very meandering, um, I met a guy playing golf. That's kind of a, a running theme in my, my career path here. Um, met a guy playing golf and he said, Hey, I got this idea. I want to open this golf simulator, driving range, bar, restaurants, like entertainment center. And, right. uh, and so he kept, he kept kind of pumping me like, Hey, I need somebody to come run this. I need somebody to come run this. And at the time I was a business analyst for Dick Sporting Goods. And so I wasn't super interested. And, and finally I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. Like I can't, I can't deal with the retail anymore. Um, and so I, I took him up on his offer and I came in, uh, revamped most of his business operations and said, Hey, like this sucks. And, and I learned, wow, like if I'm active on social media and I'm posting all the time, like people are coming in, like I'm, buying coming, golfers, yeah. I'm, I'm advertising to golfers. This is like early days of social media ads and, and things along those lines. So, you know, throwing 20 bucks at it. Suddenly I had like a packed simulator room for, uh, you know, Saturday, whole Saturday, you know? Um, so it was cool just to kind of be learning, uh, digital marketing on the fly. I didn't really have any traditional training in it. My classic education is in marketing and organizational management. So I, I'm kind of in the, uh, the career path that I ended up, uh, education wise. Right. But, um, after about three years in Buffalo, uh, I was brushing snow off my car for like the 20th straight day and was just like, fuck this. I'm done. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't be in this cold anymore. Too much snow. Yeah. And so I I made a little bit of money and my sister lived out in New Mexico mm. and she had been, yeah, she was out in Albuquerque. She'd been pumping me saying like, oh, you're saying you're ready to leave Buffalo. Like, just come on out here. We'll figure it out. Um, so I just jumped in my car, loaded everything in it, drove to New Mexico, no job, no anything. Really? And, uh, yeah. I had, had about, you know, about 15 grand to my name in a bank account it was like, well, that's enough that I'll figure it out. Right. Wow. Um, so I went out to New Mexico and Met a guy playing golf. Surprise, surprise. Like when I was, so, <laughs> you know, always out on a golf course, you get paired up with people, you know, yep. and I was just kind of pumping people, like looking for opportunities really more than right. anything. I didn't, didn't know what I want. I wasn't paying rent. I was sleeping on a couch for a beat, you know, like it was my sister's apartment until her and I went and got a place. And uh, this guy had this idea for a scooter rental company and mm. amazing margins, right? Like we could buy a scooter for like 450 bucks, rent it out for like 80 bucks a day, you know, in a week and a half that thing's paid for and everything you're making on top of that is just, you know, just chatter at that point. So uh, he had an idea for like one location and me being kind of how I am. I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll invest 10 grand and let's do five locations. Let's, let's do this for real. And so I basically ran that entire company off of Google sheets, uh, some scripts that I wrote into Google sheets. They would fill out a form submission and fill it out, send them a PDF, us a PDF, activate a little GPS tracker on it. So I was kind of like learning how to integrate, these uh different systems together okay yeah yeah and, I, and uh, we built this you know five location scooter rental company in new mexico in, in a you know i built it in probably about like a month month and a half or so really that's quick I had them all yeah i had them all up and operational he took kind of like the business side i took care of the, the operation side and, and kind of the logistics on things um uh, so we, we built this pretty cool company but it was it was absolute hell on my body i mean i was driving probably 25 to 30 hours a week going to all the different locations, sleeping Dude, in hotels, sleeping grind. in a car. You're, you're grinding it again. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, a, I'm a very good grinder for sure. Yeah. Um, sleeping in hotels in, in the back of like some of the shops that we, we would rent really? out things like that. Yeah, man. Like whatever I had to do, I had an air mattress in the, in the trunk. Um, I did that for about a year and a half, just running ragged. And, and a buddy of mine in New York called me and said, 
I mean, you should, you've always talked about moving to the city. Like you should just do it. You should just do it. So uh, I found a digital marketing company uh, and interviewed with them remotely. Okay. And, uh, and I got hired and this company's called main street hub. Okay. And shout out to uh, the hub. Well, they are now owned by GoDaddy. So they are now, <laughs> most of it is, is dissolved and GoDaddy kind of took in all their technology, but GoDaddy did buy them for like 120 million. We did hit the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies list. Actually, Inc. 500 fastest growing companies list two years in a row. Uh, when I got to New York, offices right in Times Square. It was like two blocks south of Times Square. And I was, I think, the 16th, 17th higher in there. I walked in there. There was this giant room, all these tables and chairs, barely anybody in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was cold calling. I was selling social media management and reputation management and mobile websites to local, you know, we call them local heroes all the time. I still use that, that phrase. Cause I think it's very appropriate. Um, calling restaurants, calling, I was the golf course guy. I had like, by the, by the time I left, I had probably like 40, 50 golf courses that I was working with as far as managing their social media and helping them get reviews, answering reviews, uh, you know, just kind of optimizing their online presence so that, you know, they, they looked like the right choice when, when people were deciding where they're going to go play, they could be found everywhere. Right. All that good stuff. Um, man. I'll, I'll speed this up a little bit because I know it's a bit of no, a no, no. Story, I mean, you got this like <laughs> wild history, man. Like this, then this, then this. Well, that's and a lot that, of grind one thing. the whole way through, though. Always oh, I'm certainly grinding. I'm, I'm finally at the point now in my career where I'm, where I'm able to like breathe a little. Like I oh, got I the kid and the wife and, and the successful company. But um, I was in New York for uh, almost three years, we'll say right around. Um, Met the the future wife, the, the lady of my dreams, and she got a job opportunity in Miami. And me being just just like the same guy that up and left Atlanta for Buffalo and left Buffalo for New Mexico, New Mexico for New York. Like I was like, I I'd done my thing in New York. It was awesome living here. Lived in the Upper East Side, riding subways to work every day, living that that awesome young hustler dream. You know, I'm gonna go do something new, and uh, started scouting out marketing companies in Miami, uh, and. Eventually, I found one that I was like, well, let's, let's kind of just see how this goes. And, and this might not be the best career advice for anybody, right. but um, I applied for a sales manager job with them because that's, that's what I was doing. And I didn't get a call back in like two, three days. And I was like, all right, this is, this is crazy because I'm a top 3% salesperson in New York City selling digital marketing. And like, I'm, I'm managing a team of 60 people now. I was like early in the company. Like, how, how are they not calling my phone immediately? Right. So I, uh, I sent the CEO of the company an email uh, outside of the HR hiring the sales managers. I just sent it right to the CEO and I was like, oh, man, I just applied. I'm, I'm about as good as you're going to find. Uh, not not you know, toot my own horn so much, but you guys are like 3.5 on Google right now. Nobody's answered a review. You guys haven't <laughs> posted on social media in six months. I was like, what kind of marketing company are you? Like, I tore into them pretty good. Uh, 20 minutes later, I got a phone call and he's like, hey, uh, this is the CEO. <laughs> He's like, I just got your email. Who do you think you are? And I was like, I think I'm really good at what I do. Like, I think that I could really help <laughs> your company. Like, that's, that's who I think I am. Uh, and he goes, awesome. When can you make it down to Miami? And I was like, uh, I'll be what? there in a week. How about that? Yeah. So uh, flew down there, met the guys. Um, so that was a really, really cool marketing company. I still, uh, even though I, you know, I've left them and started my own company, uh, I still send them referrals. I don't do e-commerce yeah. marketing, uh, e-commerce SEO or, or paid ads or anything like that, because it's, it's just a realm that I don't want to be involved in. Um, right. and, and you, yeah, you need a very particular skill set for it. And so I still send all of those clients. If I have a client that wants to sell a product or something, I still send them over to that company and, and you know, I'm still good friends with that CEO. And, um, you know, we parted on fairly good terms. It was surprising to him probably that I was going to go off and do my own thing, but, um, with that, we were in, I was in Miami and I, you know, we, we doubled revenue for that company in, in about eight, eight months, you know, we fixed everything. I came in as the director of business development and implemented some new systems and, uh, you know, cleaned up their own online presence, cleaned up the own website, you know, kind of built, built a system that, that could handle growth. Um, Cause right, you know, at that point they were, you know, a good company, but they really just needed some tightening, lots of tightening. We'll right. say. Uh, eventually my wife, she, well, she works in high-end hospitality. So okay. she got, she got a amazing job offer out here in LA. And that was always a dream of hers. LA was never a dream of mine. It still isn't a dream of mine. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be out here much longer. I don't think. Um, 
but you know, we make those sacrifices, right. For yeah, the long, totally. ones we love. So, so I made the sacrifice and said, yeah, let's go to LA. And, uh, right before it, I just gotten a, a fairly significant uh, promotion. They asked me to be the VP of client success. So I was going from a director role to a VP role. Jeez. And, uh, I came in and said, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll do it. Here's my game plan. You're, you know, I gave him like a, you know, about a 10 page breakdown of, you know, everything that we need to do and the plans I have. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, but uh, I'm going to do it from LA. And he's like, Oh, you're, are you? Okay. So uh, leaving the corporate headquarters, he, you know, smart guy, he said, Hey, let's, let's take advantage of this. If you're, you're definitely going out there. So why don't you go out there and open a West coast office for us? And so I went out there and uh, you know, brought one of the top sales guys. He, he had gone out there a few months earlier and, and he was figuring it out. And so I came out there to be kind of the, the executive uh, leadership position out there and help him build a sales team and, and put some processes into place. And so I did that. Uh, I was out here serving that role for a little over a year. And then uh, I had a brief stint where a digital marketing company that I'd worked with, uh, they had some issues with the, the company that I was with. And they said, you know what? You are really, really good at this. We want to start a digital marketing company. How much money would it take uh, wow. you know, for you to come over and run it? And you know, I threw a huge number at them and they said, okay, let's do it. And they, wow. they, gave me, they gave me the money. Yeah. Uh, here's where that story goes off the rails. Eight months later, uh, my company or my team, even though we're, we're in the black, we're making money. Uh, suddenly I got a web developer is like, Hey, I didn't get paid. And I said, what are you talking about? Like, Oh no. And then suddenly I didn't get paid. And I was oh, like, no. what is going on? And then get this, um, this is where shit goes crazy. The, one of the main, there's two major uh, financial guys. I only dealt with one of them, mostly the the more hidden partner. He apparently was the larger financial backer. Suddenly that dude gets thrown in jail for like 25 oh, years no. for some, for some really, really heinous shit. Um, and I took that as like, oh, like, like, like he's like straight up criminal. Yeah. He's like straight Man, up. Did he's, you start a marketing agency with the mob? Is that the new title of this podcast? Is that what we're oh, going to call it? It, it was, Damn. um. It was some dark days for me, though. I mean, yeah, I'll, I I'll, I'll fully admit this because it, it, I went in, came in, like had this amazing opportunity. I was super excited about it. I was building something from the ground up. I built like the entire production team in just a few weeks, and like you know, we had sales rolling in. Everything was was going really well. Um, and I just kind of got blindsided a bit by it, and I utilized that as my wake up call. It was kind of like like a bit of a Jerry Maguire moment. And I was like, you know what? like I, I've been making money for other people my entire career. You know, even my partner with the scooter company, that was my first like entrepreneurial venture, but that dude, like that dude still owes me money. Right. Like I'll never, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you deal with just yeah. kind of some shady entrepreneurs over your life and it is what it is. They're all learning experiences. I wouldn't take any of them back, but uh, that one right there was kind of like the, the final kick in the pants. Right. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Jerry Maguire time. I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to go start my own company. Who's coming with me? And I had one, Hell yeah. one of my first hires over there. You know, I, I still, to this day, I call him he's my Renee Zelliger. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. And, you know, six months or so of us working from my apartment on a couch, figuring out who we were, you know, what do we do? Who do we partner with? Where do we go? You know, I'm, I'm paying this guy just like, you know, like 1500 bucks a month to start. And I'm like, dude, just bear with me. I swear I know what I'm doing. Uh, kind of just bear with me. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And, yeah. uh, you know, three years later, we're now, you know, a million plus like good size, Dang. doing amazing work, hard working, uh, very systematized, you know, company, you know, just even telling this story makes me feel proud of it now because Dude, I, I think, yeah, of, you should you know, be proud three, of it. three years ago, you know, I, we were, we were sucking ass figuring out what we we're going to be. And, and now we're, you know, we're, we're making you a pretty decent name for it, ourselves. Man. Yeah. Long story though, right? Damn. Damn. Well, I have a kind of a hypothetical follow-up question to that one because you see, I, I may or may not have a time machine here in New Hampshire. So <laughs> let's say you come visit, we get some lobster, get some beer, hanging out with the time machine. You get a chance to use it. And it's a certain kind though. It goes back in time to like your early twenties. You get to meet yourself. Mm. Are you in the army at that point? Have you... Yeah, I was in the army until I was 22. All right. So, so. It, right about when you're 22, you're about to be getting out of the army. Knowing what you know now about your whole journey, what kind of advice would you give yourself at that point in time? Mm -hmm. You know, what's, what's funny is I, 
I went through some shit. Like I was, I dealt with some, some real right. horrible entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, some greedy people. Um, I'm a good Christian guy. At least I try to be, you know, I, I, I swear a good bit and, and all that, but I, I do read my Bible, go to church on Sundays. Sure, I, I try to, I try to be a positive impact on the world in, in every way that I can. And I didn't find that until I'd say a little later in life until I was probably in my thirties is when I really started like, uh, looking at myself, uh, more in like God's eyes, right? Like we're, we're all a gift. All these people around us are gifts. Like I can learn something from anyone. I can impart knowledge on, on a lot of people. I can be a mentor. I can be a mentee, you know, just, just being a little bit more of a sponge. I think at that time in my life, uh, and you can probably see this from just the hustle, 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 figuring it out going, I was very self-reliant. And I think I took a lot of pride in being self-reliant as opposed to acknowledging, you know, I'm a veteran, like I'm part of a lot of veteran groups now, yeah. um, you know, bunker labs and, uh, the veteran, um, MBA program, which is oh, uh, cool. Yeah. They're, they're awesome guys too. Um, Leland is the gentleman that runs that, but bunker labs is awesome. Like bunker labs is why I get a discount at the, WeWork where my guys are working. Um, you know, I, nobody would have ever even known I was a veteran. I would say until probably <laughs> the four or five years ago. If that, like my entire twenties, wow. nobody, nobody ever would have known. No, I never mentioned it. Never talked about it. Never did anything. Um, I had kind of like a bad experience getting out of the military with like college money and wasn't what, what my contract said. And Oh yeah. That. that stuff's yeah. tough, man. Those little details. Oh, I mean, did I check that box? Didn't I? Yeah. I, I yeah. went through five years of, of, uh, trying to get the college money that it actually said in my contract, um, you know, lighten up, you know, writing congressman and congressman not giving a shit about me. Like, you know, going through it, going through it. Um, eventually I get a letter one day from the DFAS who's just like, oh, you know what? You were right. Sorry. We were wrong. Here's a check. Yeah. For $20, bad. yeah and at Thanks that for point, chasing you know, it for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to a school in Atlanta when I first got out of the military and then I got my first check and it was like half of what I thought it was going to be. And I was mm. like, shit, I can't afford this school. I was just going to go to school. I was going to be a student was my, my career choice. And I had that taken away like real quick. And that's one of the things that got me going into like the golf right uh, area, because I was like, well, if I'm only going to make this much money, like I can't afford school and not work. Like I can work as a pro and, you know, go right. to the PGA management. Um, you know, eventually when I left doing that, I was taking night classes, you know, it took me like eight yes. years to finish college and then to get like a letter from, from the military being like, Oh, sorry. Like here's, here's all that money that we were supposed to give you. Uh, we realized that you're, you know, $25,000 of college debt now. You're like, here you go. So I, I had a, a big kind of like, go fuck you military attitude for a long, long time. <laughs> so I probably would have told myself if anything, like embrace your network a little bit more, be a little yeah. bit, uh, you know, do, you don't have to do it all yourself. You right. don't have to be so, so self-reliant. You can ask for help. You can, you know, seek guidance. You can, you know, there's, there's opportunities and options out there. And so now that I'm in my late thirties, to think of how old I am now that I'm in like my late thirties, I'm, I'm taking this flow research collective, uh, cohort where I'm learning about, you know, getting into flow states and optimizing my day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a, a thing with speaker labs, um, to, you know, improve my, my public speaking, improve my, my speaking ability, get myself into more conferences. You know, I'm, I'm reaching out to my veteran networks. It, it's something that I, I just never, uh, I saw it as a weakness. I think back in the day, I think that's, so that's the biggest thing I would go back and tell myself is like, man, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to seek, seek other people's wisdom, seek other people's knowledge. And you don't have to figure it all out yourself. Yeah. You're going to make me emotional thinking about this, man. It's like Dude, welcome session. to the hardcore marketing show, man. That's, <laughs> that's what we do here. It's full of, it's full of shots and tears. That's all it is. That's all we do. And a little I, bit of marketing I, knowledge along the way, man, how can people connect with you? They, they want to connect personally, professionally. They want to get a job. They want to hire you. All those things. Where, where do they go? How do they connect with you? Yeah, uh, I try to make it as easy as possible for people. I am a, uh, I'm an efficiency guy. You know, getting, getting people's eyeballs is difficult. And that's one reason why I do so many speaking engagements and podcasts and everything. But getting, getting people to, to agree to have us do some work, you know, that I think it just takes some conversations. And for that reason... Uh, if you go to Zmot Expert, which we didn't even really talk uh, talk about Zmot all that much, no. but that's that's one of the things I, I frame a lot of my talks around. Uh, Zmotexpert.com, and it's Z M O T E X P E R T. 
Uh, right on there, there's a webinar that I just released a few weeks ago on how to optimize your Google business listing for all the, the changes in 2022. So some really, really amazing stuff. Everything we've implemented for our clients. I mean, we've seen you know 10x increase in phone calls and, and interactions on Google business listing just by optimizing it through some of these things. So um, I put all that knowledge out there for free. There's a webinar that runs like five times a day and you can chat me in it, but you can register for that right on zmotexpert.com. Uh, okay. There's also a, a widget on there that you can download our eBrand dashboard. So dashboard I was mentioning, uh, we give you a free two-week trial. That's Check awesome. Get yourself trial. nice and organized. Yeah. Okay. Um, we send you we'll some definitely link every... to it in the show notes, you know, we'll definitely. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a great tool. It's got reputation management. So you can see all of your reviews from all of your different sources out there. So we built in like API connections with, oh, uh, obviously Google Yelp, uh, for the, my medical, it's more like ZocDoc, RateMD, Vitals. So all these other review sites that you can be on, um, the business listings is built with the Yext backbone. So you can control over. 120 different business directories that are out there, control your information that's on it, change it quick, you know, do all that good stuff. Social marketing functions similar to like Buffer, Hootsuite, allows you to schedule out your social posts across uh, five different, uh, we might be up to six. I know we're adding Pinterest in there pretty soon. Um, I'm going to check my developers on that if that's that's done, but it's definitely got your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, personal and business, Google business listing. Um, you can post all of them right through it schedule out your posts. You know, it's all about systems and efficiency and, and tools. Uh, yeah, and then man. the last thing is uh, advertising intelligence. So it's cool because it, you know, like I run ads on Google, I run ads on YouTube, yeah. on Facebook, on Instagram. And it's it's difficult sometimes to kind of get that apples to apples comparison. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at like that. eight different dashboards. So what this does is it just allows you to hook them all into it. Oh, okay. And kind of get a little bit, you know, cleaner idea of what your marketing is doing for you, your, your paid ad side, at least. Um, and there's also like a, some review solicitation, review answering pieces in there too. So it's, it's a really cool dashboard that kind of centralizes um, all the activity that you need to take to manage an online presence effectively. Big pitch there for a free two-week trial right on oh, zmodexpert.com. Yeah. So you just jump on there, add in your business. Uh, if you don't have a Google business listing yet, because that's how the widget works, um, you might just need to send me a contact uh, or it'll help you. It'll walk you through how to uh, build one. Okay. Last thing uh, on there is I, I do try to put my calendar out there. So if cool. people really just want to talk to me, you know, whether it's golf, Buffalo bills or, or digging into some marketing fun stuff. Um, if you want to talk about golf or Buffalo bills, they're limited down to 10 minute blocks. But if you want to talk about uh, digital marketing, you can grab me for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes to really dig into your online presence, see, really see where we can help you. Yeah. You know? And even if we can't help you, I mean, I'm going to give you a, a shit ton of good information that you could take and start implementing yourself right away. So uh, feel free to grab a time in my calendar. There's a link right on Zmod Expert that will uh, take you to my calendar. And then my Instagram links are there. All that good stuff is all there. Sick, dude. I, so I sick, try man. to make it easy, man. It's so Life is way too complicated, right? If you could just have one site, if you want to go to our regular website our, uh, and find out like about our company and the services we offer and things sure. like that, that's hashtag-smart.com. Okay. That's much more of the informational, uh, you know, send me a quote things like that. But if you want to just kind of get to know me or, or grab a little time on my calendar, Zmod Expert's the best way. Don't bother sending me a message on LinkedIn. I don't look at it. I get, no LinkedIn for you? Nope. I get blasted with spam every day. That's, that was one of the first things I gave to my executive assistant. And I was like, just jump in there. If something looks important, <laughs> let me know. Help me out. But, help me yeah, out. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get in there. Yeah. Totally get yeah. So LinkedIn's a little difficult, but I do uh, I do Instagram. I, I uh, screw around with our own Instagram. I make lots of videos. I comment about Marvel movies and, <laughs> right. and the Buffalo Bills and you know make funny memes. You know, it's, you got to display that personality online, right? You, you got to sit in that preach. LA traffic. I don't, I don't envy that, man. Got to get you oh, out. Got to get you out of the city. Damn. Yeah, soon, soon. I'm looking at. Uh, I think it's gonna be South Carolina. That's. I think that's gonna be the winner. We'll yeah, you South think? Yeah. Uh, that'll be beautiful. Yeah. That'd be so. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I mean. I grew up in the suburbs of Buffalo. So I had lots of trees, like grew up in a nice farmhouse yeah, and like five acres, cornfields across the street. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for some nature again. I mean, if I look out my window right now, I'm looking at the LA river, which is a giant cement trough with a little stream going down the middle. Yay. So, um, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for some green. I'm ready to get totally, out. man. Well, cool. Well, I, Hey, when you move, you have to check back in. You let me know. 
Um, it's a beautiful area down there. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on here. Oh, man, I've learned a ton. Um, just had a lot of fun. Your story is just amazing to hear about that, that hustle and all that. But I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a good time. And next time we come on, I'll actually talk about zero moment of truth, which is what, <laughs> what most of my talks are, are about. We hey, you know, it's a refreshing it. break for you, right? We talked. Yeah, man, stuff. it really is. It is for sure, it's man, for sure. You know, and awesome. for those people listening, if you learned something and I, I freaking know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here, front and back, then share this with someone else. Be a thought leader. That's how you do it. You share the information. Uh, do check out those trials. Check out the trial. Get in on that dashboard. Send me a screenshot. Let me know how it is. Um, and then, yeah, dude, Paul, thanks again, dude. Yeah. Awesome time. Casey. Look forward to next time. All right, man. Well, Hey, this has been a really cool, another exciting episode of the hardcore marketing show. We will see you all next time.